And welcome back to another episode of that other Masonic Cop podcast. You kind of messed that up. Yeah, I did. A little bit. Uh, Brother Jared Atkins. I'm Brother Todd Whaley. We are coming to you live from my kitchen table. We've. Uh, We've fancy, did, fancy. Yeah, yeah. Here. We've we've did a little. Uh, we're not at the lodge tonight, but uh, what's up, man? Hey, not a whole lot. Uh, I want to start by uh, saying that uh, our Founders Day episode, wow, ha- has only as of today, which obviously when this gets released, it's going to be different. But as of today that we're recording, it's only been active in the internet world for eleven days, and it's already become our most downloaded episode. Yeah, I think everybody enjoyed that one. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't want to go at first. <laughs> you presented the idea of podcasting at Founders Day, and I was like, "They're not going to let us do that. They're going to think that's a dumb idea." Well, I mean, Boy, were were we wrong? Yeah, it worked out great, really. So, so for today, I don't really have a format. We we're kind of you know we're doing a marathon session today, and I don't really have anything. So we got to wing it. So oh, we're going to start this episode with uh, just a little, I think at some, every episode from now on, at some point, either starting or ending, we're going to do a little Masonic education or something. We'll throw in a Masonic reading or a Masonic poem or something. And as I told Todd, that's a great segue when we have no idea what we're going to do for an episode. Yeah, we'll subject. just take something, run with it. It'll give you a subject or something like that. So, uh, real fast, this is coming off of MasterMason.com, and as I've mentioned before, I want to I want to shout out these websites where I get so much good, uh, so much good. That's good English. Right there. <laughs> That's real good English. That is, that is great. <laughs> where I get such good information, all these Masonic websites. Uh, you know, you can check them out in your Google machine, uh, MasonicWorld.com, which is my favorite. There is mastermason.com. There is masonicshop.com. Uh, another good one uh, is the Grand Lodge of California has a plethora of readings, poems, education. And then lastly, uh, freemason.com is another good one. Uh, I think that's it. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is coming to you. This is a little article called Internal and External Qualifications. And I pulled this from a guy named Bill Fisher. From uh, He uploaded it to MasterMason.com. It's just a short two-minute read. And it says, internal qualifications. Those qualifications of a candidate which refer to a condition known only to himself, which are not the same throughout the world, are, number one, that he comes forward of his own free will and accord. Two, no mercenary motives. Three, wish to conform to the usage of the order. This knowledge can only come from his own statements, which are included in these preliminary questions. Secondly, the external qualifications, which include number one, moral person. Number two, a proper mental state. Number three, having a belief in the supreme being. And number four, political, because you are to conform to the government of the country in which you live. I would like to end with this, quote, the part of the ritual that expresses that the internal and not the external qualifications is evident from the context that refers entirely to worldly wealth and honors. These are not to be taken into consideration when inquiring into the qualifications of a candidate. Now, 
Why do we read that? What are we going to say? There's no big segue here. This is just uh, <laughs> this is just us, you know, grabbing throw, for grab, grab it at straws. And I think it's a good idea to, to include some Masonic reading, education, Masonic poetry in some form in every episode. Because as Todd's mentioned in previous episodes, that's what a lot of us are missing in our lodge these days now. Anyways, all across the fraternity, all across the country is Masonic education. Oh, yeah. So you can take all that, which I just pulled right here off the laptop, and spin it into something to get the gears going before they start turning off their audio. Well, um, well what were they? What? I'm trying to think how the word this where it makes sense. Not just beside my head. You know, I often wonder if they laugh at us, but then I see the downloads, and they're coming back. They're either coming back to listen, or they're coming back with other friends so them friends can laugh too, you yeah, know? Which I'm okay with. <laughs> I've been laughed at before by people. Um, the acoustics in here is so different than yeah, in the lodge hall, isn't it? It's much different from the lodge hall. <laughs> I hear my headphones, it kind of weirded me out. But, um, no, like, qualifications become a mason. Let's uh, kind of bring that down. I mean, I hear it all the time on, like, you know, TikTok, YouTube. So, like, yeah, what does it take to become a mason is, you know, well, you got to have, A, a belief in God. You can't be an atheist to be a mason. No. See, yeah, all the time, everybody, oh, it's... Blah, 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 this. You know, I'm an atheist. Can I be a Mason? No, you cannot be a Mason because you take your obligation on the Bible. And if you don't believe in the Bible, your obligation has no bearing. So, first first off, belief in God. The monotheistic God, we said it several times, believe in one singular God. You can't be a Greek and believe in all the gods. See, and that's, you know, that you bring up a good point with that because uh, since I have got back active for... A year, almost a year and a half now, something like that. I've been asked by a couple people about joining, and they said, do you have to believe in God? And I said, well, that's a loaded question. The way I always explain it, I said, is it's not necessarily a belief in in God. It's a belief in what you, it's a belief in a high, in a a higher deity, a a supreme being. being. Doesn't have to be, have to be God, God like like we all hear right here in the Bible Belt in Southern Indiana, right. like where there's Catholic churches every twenty miles. Like it's not a, yeah. it's just it's a belief in something higher and in a supreme yeah. being. I mean, it could be a you know you can believe in Allah, you can believe in you know Vishnu for all I know. I don't know all the religious names, but yeah, it it is it, not a Christian based organization. There's, no, that's been now, a big misconception. We've America, talked about that before. In America, I'm gonna say ninety percent of the members are ninety percent of this country is Christian. Right. I mean, but I've sat a lot with Muslims, Jews, uh, Sikhs, uh, and Christians, and everything like that. So it's you know it's open to everybody who believes in a singular God. I mean, uh, you know, Muslim, Jewish, Christian. Uh, some Indian religions have a similar God. Like I say I'm not. I'm not a theologian by no stretch of imagination. So, but that's a belief in a higher being. That's the first. You know, first thing that basically you get at: Do you believe in God? Yeah. Then you have to. Are you a good moral character? Now, in this day, that's a that's a blurry line. Some guy might think it's moral to you know. Do drugs or drink. Well, we, we or, talked about that just an episode or two ago that we, we just recorded about. I had a buddy of mine that's made some mistakes, was convicted of a felony when he was in his younger. It was a felony DWI. Right. Lost his license for 10 years. But he's like, well, I'm a convicted felon. I can't become a Mason. And it's like, it's not. No, it's more about it's like, more like, about what the offense was. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if if these guys look, well, this guy was in his, you know, this guy was 22 years old, got a felony DUI, lost his license for 10 years. It's not the same as well. This guy got a got a felony because you know he murdered, you family. know, he murdered a family. Like it, it's you know, yeah, a felony doesn't automatically kick you out of being a mason. I mean, it depends on what it is, depends on how truthful you are, how long ago it was. If you paid your debt society, blah, blah, blah. And I, I want to tell you something else, because you, you really got my juices jumping right here. Here we go. <laughs> this is good. This is what we need to get an episode started. This is why people listen to us, the dichotomy we have. So, at the end of the day, maybe you have been convicted of a felony, and maybe it's not that bad of one the fraternity lets you in. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. I believe in God. I was baptized Catholic. I don't go to church near as I don't go. I haven't set foot in church in years. I still believe. I know I need to go, and this isn't about religion, but some of the more judgmental people, harsh people, are the people that set in church every Sunday. Yeah, and I and I don't want to put that out there. I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but you see where I'm going with that. I mean, well, I, I got a funny story about that. I had a lady who was a Played to me about masonry. I mean, she kind of tell me I'm a evil person for something like that. I said, "You're not a true Christian if you're." You know, Here we go. And I go, okay. I said, "Well, I said, well, let me ask you this: Wasn't Adolf Hitler a Christian also?" Her eyes got real big, and kind of, she had turned around, and walked away from me. You know, I never looked into that. Was he? Yeah, he was. You know, he was Aryan. You know, there's rumors that that was Jewish, but that never became. I thought. Okay, because I love... He was, he was into the occult and everything, Well, too. I mean, he I was, love world history. Like, history is, like, Christian. my favorite subject in school. Like, didn't... Right. Anyways, you know. Yeah, and that kind of shut her up right there, but... Kanye got in trouble for talking about that guy <laughs> I mean, not that but, long ago. Like I said, just because you go to church every day, I mean, even, even for masonry, I don't go to church, but twice a year, probably. Christmas and Easter. I'm a creaster, you know? Oh, a what? A creaster. I've Christmas never heard Easter. that. Like, say it one more time. Creaster. <laughs> Wait. I always get those two mixed up. That's what my wife always calls me, but um, a creaster. We may go. I may. Go, my wife goes a lot more than I do, but um, I don't believe God is in one house. I believe He's in every house and everything, everywhere you go. You know, so got, that's just my opinion. Take it, take it as you want. I don't care. I know we're we're talking a lot about religion here, and that's okay because sometimes this organization. But we're also talking about morals here. Well, I mean, you said it best. This this organization is not always religion based, but sometimes religion does go hand in hand with this organization. And uh, I just I I remember my mom used to drag me to church. We're Catholic. You're in Dubois County. There's Catholic churches everywhere you look in Dubois oh, yeah. County. Two per town. We used to go to Chanelville Church. Every Saturday night, 6 p.m. mass. She used to drag me there every Saturday night. If we missed Saturday night, you could be sure we'd be in there in that pew at 7.30 or 9.30 Sunday morning. We did that until I was 15 or 16 years old. Mom got, it got harder on mom to get out and go. And I stopped going. It didn't mean I didn't believe in God, but I I took the more of the, uh, that I don't believe you have to go and sit in God's house to attend church kind of thing, which right. I think when I my younger days was just an excuse to not go because <laughs> yeah. I would still, you know, pray and do affirmations at, at home. But uh, now that I'm in my later years, I keep, you know, it's just it's well, it's funny. You, you talk about, hey, man, I, I crack that joke, but I'm half serious every time. Every day we live is another day closer to death. <laughs> and at 35, I feel like I'm 55 because I'm fat and whatever but you know i just 
I know I need to start going to church. Yeah. But how I'm tying this all in is everybody's like, you're so involved in this Masonic thing. This Masonic thing. It's often called Masonic thing to me. That's what oh, I get yeah, a lot. I get the Masonic too. thing. Masonic stuff. The, like, why is this? I'm like, because it's made me a better person and it's improved my relationship with God. Right. That's what I tell everybody. It's improved my relationship with God. So, boy, we really... Yeah, we really circle around. I mean, people love it. They either keep listening because they like it, or they want to laugh. But back to our subject, you know what? What the qualification to be a mason is? You know your morals. It doesn't mean you're a perfect person. It doesn't mean you're a, you're a good, upstanding you know, person, citizen. You know, you don't you have to go to church, but you don't. You're not causing crime. You're not causing trouble. You're not. You know, breaking the houses. You're not just being an ultimate scumbag. I would know? be a terrible criminal breaking in houses. I could not run away. You could fit through windows. I would not fit through windows. <laughs> but I mean, you don't have to be a perfect person. Absolutely you not. Gotta, you got to have a good moral character. You got to know, you know the difference between right and wrong. Well, there's a lot of people in this world don't know the difference between that right and wrong. That don't. No. You're 100% yeah. correct. And, you know, I know there's some kids, there's some guys that work, stuff like that. They just don't understand it. Just do it right. Do the right thing. Don't don't do it part ways, and it drives me crazy. But, but those are the guys who are you know you can just tell it they got a little shady in their past, and you know, they kind of snuck by a little bit, and they got used to it. Where I got caught in everything, so it really matters. To me. <laughs> <laughs> but but have a good moral character, believing God, believing in God, have a good moral character, you know, be a good moral character before the world, and then be able to conform to our rules. Like don't don't tell the secrets that we tell you. Even though really the only secrets are the modes of recognition. Well, you, know, you ever think about that? I mean, really, the secret, all the secrets are out there, except for the handshakes and the passwords. The words, which they, they're out there too. But people who see them, they don't, they don't know. What oh, they you are. can find them. Oh, did you watch that? Uh, did you National Treasures show on uh, Disney Plus? No, I haven't seen that one. I, mean, I, wa- I watched. I know uh, you keep telling me about the first it. First three or four episodes and everything, and they showed the Masonic Grip, and it is. It's, it's not what it's supposed to be at all. It's not even really close. And Elvis is supposed to be a Mason and everything, too. You're not a Mason, but he's protecting his secret for the Masons. Or I, I don't know. It's kind of, you have to watch it to kind of understand it. But but even, even the TV shows, or the Grandmaster is uh, Harvey Keitel from National Treasure, the guy. That, I love Harvey Keitel. He, he was supposed to be the Grandmaster of Louisiana. He, yeah, F, when he was the FBI agent, yeah. he was also the Grand Master of Louisiana at one point. Really? Yeah, which, if you don't think about Louisiana, some Louisiana does the Scottish Rite degrees, the Blue Lodge degrees, which are completely different than our, they call them Red degrees, where we have Blue Lodge degrees. Red degrees. Yeah, I don't I don't know that much about them. I've heard about them. i heard they're different, but that'd be somebody from Louisiana to answer, not, not me. I uh, I got a little something else here. Keep going. <laughs> Todd's like, let's get off of this. My microphone sounds funny in my head too. It's because there's no there's no EQ in here. Uh, or there's no uh, feedback in here. Okay, that's probably what it is. Then. So, <coughs> Todd has uh, and again, I shouted out Todd on our social media. <laughs> By the time you hear this episode, it'll been a few weeks back that I shouted out Todd on free, um, our. Uh, because I've been so busy with work and with uh, the kids and everything, I just haven't been as active 
on our social media. So Todd has had to carry my share, and my running joke is, if you know me in real life, that's a lot of weight for Todd to carry, you know? <laughs> but Todd put a post up uh, about our last latest episode, which was the Founders Day wrap-up show, that we the post show we did for Founders Day. And we got a nice little message from uh, Luke. I'm Paul Luke. Am I saying your name right? Hit us up. Luke Paul. Luke sent a message and I, uh, commented, I should say. He commented on our Facebook post to which Todd, uh, Todd messaged him back. And I'd like to say, uh, I'd like to read Luke's comment here. Luke said, I just had my second degree for Main Lodge 399 in Maine, New York this past Monday. I got to say I'm loving your podcast. It's very informative and great to hear about the travels of brothers in different areas. I really enjoyed your episode on mental health and Freemasonry. It struck close to home. And then he and then he commented which was a little which was uh in reference to me cuz Todd's always kind of hard on me. Luke said, quote, and as far as keeping a level tongue, just remember we're Masons not monks because I always get on Todd about keeping everything completely pg and no profanity and uh he just you know he put a little smiley emoji behind it when he said it but uh anyways this this guy uh he invited us to like uh his local lodge there in maine new york's uh, facebook page which we did and todd messaging back thanks for listening congratulations on your second degree and well, I'm bringing this up because we, I have absolutely no idea what the format or the whole premise of this episode is. It's but I want to tell you, this has stuck out with me for like three days yep. ever since I read that comment. Because it's the validation that what we're doing, it's the validation of how many people come up to us at Founders Day. The ones that knew what a podcast yeah. was. <laughs> the, the, the ones that actually the knew. who knew what we were and, and they're like, you guys are gaining so much traction. You're taking off. Like People are talking about you in the Masonic podcast realm. And I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, Brian Freeze, you know, the master of uh, Newton Lodge. Stewart line or of Line Lodge in Jasper. Sorry, why did I, I don't know why I was thinking Newton Stewart, You're but only off by forty miles. Yeah, I'm only off by forty miles. But uh, Freeze was even like, you know, you guys are catching fire. And then another guy's like, you guys got a rocket strip, a rocket strip. I can't talk. Yeah, you I get it. so excited. Know, a rocket down. ship strapped. I think I was trying to say strapped and okay. rocket stripped. Yeah, yeah. All right. But anyways, it's just that validation of, you know, everybody's saying it, and I'm like, it's not true. Then I look at the analytics of our show and how well it's doing in three months compared to how the first three months went on the other podcast I have. Yeah. Which we don't talk about that one. No. Uh, it's just... Bad language. Yeah, a lot of bad language. Uh, a lot of F-bombs in that because I get excited when I talk sports. But uh, it's just the validation that... We, you and I are doing something. Oh yeah, and you know you well, can go, you can go through your phone. One of your text messages that you sent me and you were sending to each other about a month ago. You're like, this might actually take off. Yeah, and boom, it it's exploded. And to get messages like that, that yeah. some we've got several like that from people. I mean, go uh, ahead. Well, I got Jim, uh, Jim Poe, Tim Poe, Tim Poe's dad. dad. Shout out Tim Poe, we love you, bro. Yeah, Jim Poe, we're planning to have it on. This, yeah, on Jim's this coming sometime. on sometime. But it just, you know, guys are just, you know, uh, yeah, like, uh, all this, I don't know, but, <laughs> I mean, like, at freshman guys have been big supporters of us. They shout us out on their stuff, and 
They hooked us up with the, uh, Greg Sidwell for the Oklahoma Masonic Degree team. Again, get your tickets for that, guys. Uh, again, uh, just, you know, um, we're going to continue to follow our Facebook page. Todd has been all over sharing this. Uh, I'm going to share it on my personal page as well. Uh, get your tickets for that because you will not be able to get them at the door. They're expecting there'll that. be a few, but there won't be. There, a lot. Yeah, there won't. Yeah, exactly. But you know, as far as the the outreach we're getting, everything. I like one guy said it sounds like we're just sitting at a table talking about Freemasonry. When you guys are just talking, we're listening. That's the one you keep like, going back and to. That's, that's that's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to be. We're not trying to rewrite the book here. I said we, me and him, like talking Freemasonry. We like podcasting. We like it. We like lodge education. DMLA just tagged us in something a few minutes ago. Did they? Yeah, DMLA International just tagged us on our Facebook page. Oh, it's just another clip of our interview with uh, Owen Vermeulen. I haven't got it. Look, just I just can't. Can I just say one more time? They took a screen. They took a video and a picture of him. He just the poison moxie. Of a six, look, just look at him, Todd. Uh, I can't like say him. it enough. The the poison moxie of a sixteen at sixteen years old. I wasn't sitting at a table. <laughs> no, with that kind of shout out, Owen Vermillion and Demolay again. Uh, sixteen, I was a meathead. You I know we keep we keep saying it. I just uh, they're sharing this like every few days. Like Demolay and Speedway both keep sharing this. Oh, I didn't realize Demolay International put that. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, Demolay, actual Demolay. Oh wow. <laughs> Look what we started. Look how we're dressed, like a bunch of hillbillies <laughs> in Southern Indiana. Those are both of us are in nice button-up shirts, good jeans, <laughs> and I'm wearing a hat. That is my only problem. It's <laughs> it's a it's my Masonic hat. I don't care. Don't wear a hat inside a church, dude. <laughs> don't wear it inside a cathedral. No. Anyways, you got some weird looks for that too. I, I did notice that. I <laughs> I did. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but stuff. I mean, yeah, we might be blown up, but we're still just. Broke, We're just two brothers just, talking Freemasonry. It's just fun. It's to me. I like the outreach we get out there. I like to, to share my ideas. I mean, I got a lot of ideas of Freemasonry that probably won't be liked by the mainstream. But <laughs> what did you say? Like you could sit here and talk about this all day. Oh yeah, I could. I talk Freemasonry all day, every day. I mean, I've been you know twenty years being a Mason now. You know, I spent four years in the East, past Mark of the Grotto. I mean, I could. Talk every aspect of it. For the most part, I have joined the Scottish Rite in New York, right? I've never been active in them. Because just never did. I was too busy on Blue Lodge. And then the Grotto was just for fun. But but, but the, the outreach, the the people we're touching with this, is, you know, and uh, Jim Poe, which I want to have him on today, just wasn't going to work out with time-wise. Yeah. We're but he, he said, hey, thanks for talking so highly about my – my son Tim and everything. He's always one work at NASA, blah blah, all stuff like that. Tim's playing with aliens. That's yeah. what he's doing for a living. Mm-hmm. He always said I was going to play with aliens, and I was like, "Now he's playing with aliens. Is <laughs> he really going to do it?" And he did it. And Tim actually, he's a Tim he reached out after Founders Day because uh, I guess he's seen it and then he heard he listened to it. And uh, Tim, we miss you, brother. Up here, we really, really do. We're proud of you. Tim sent oh, yeah. a message that said, "Thank you, brothers, for the kind words about me." And Tim's a great guy. Uh, speaking of outreach, real quick, just to uh, just to uh, kind of tidy up what happened in the last episode, which was our Founders Day post show, we have found the pamphlet of information <laughs> about Job's daughters and the hike fun and the golf scramble and everything. 
uh, that I my co-host told me that I you know did not pack with me and I didn't. It was laying by my work computer right in between my dual monitors. Uh, so again, the the hike fund is the Hearing Improvement Kids Endowment Fund, which is a, a, a not-for-profit. Uh, they do this to provide hearing aids and all sorts of stuff. Like for testing hearing, hearing tests, yes. stuff like that. Yes. Uh, and, I've and, been through all that stuff. So. Yeah, and Job's, uh, you know, there's groups all across America, the Philippines, Canada. They're, they're extremely big in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the, the, the biggest percentage of what they do goes to or comes from brazil uh so again uh i because i promised i I felt so bad after me and todd quit recording the other night i'm like i've got to find these pamphlets Mm -hmm. for job's daughters because i I did feel bad about that so now we have them just check out the hike fund.org uh find them on twitter find them on facebook all donations are non-tax or are are taxable are yeah so they are tax deductible and then for those of you uh golfers for those there. of you brother masons out there that are golfers like me yeah. i shoot a 35 on the first hole over par oh okay i shoot about a 35 over par you about 18 yeah pack yeah a beer. <laughs> uh i shoot about i probably yeah probably about a 35 over par on the front and yeah, i haven't golfed in 20 years probably a 40 over par on the back so i if you ever need laughter Come watch us on the golf course. But for you, brother Masons out there with a more beautiful Tiger Woods, Ernie L's type swing. Ernie L's. Ernie L's had, if you're talking golf, Ernie L's had one of the most beautiful golf swings I've ever seen. I'll take your word for it. Don't you don't know, Todd's like, I don't know who Ernie L's is. Uh, but no, so June 4th, 2023, uh, at Saddlebrook, Saddlebrook. Saddlebrook Golf Club. Where is that at? Saddlebrook? Yeah. India, I think. Yeah. Well, there's, there's like a million Not golf here. courses in Andy. But anyways, uh, yeah. Job's Daughters is putting on a golf scramble. So, and Master Masons obviously are encouraged to join and sign up. You can find that information out directly from uh, Job's Daughters and the Hike Fund. Just look for it on Google. Is there a website on there? I see one for the golf course. For the golf course, I didn't see that. Fifty-five, sixteen, Arabian Run, wherever that's at. Don't give a title. No, but it's got to be Indy or somewhere up around that area. But anyways, uh, guys, let me see if I can. uh, I would, I would just reach out to their Facebook page for more information. Uh, We're gonna do our part to always uh, support Demolay and Job's daughters and Rain, but just because of. uh, I get it. it meant the world to all three of those organizations that oh, we yeah. did it. So oh, yeah. Todd and I are like, well, we're in this now, so we're going to keep doing the charitable thing <laughs> that we should be doing. But uh, for all you Masons out there that want to go swing your golf clubs and rub shoulders with other Masons, this is a, this is a great, uh, great event. So check that out. Yep. Okay, so that's taken up 27 minutes. Now what? <laughs> well, I mean... I want you guys to understand, it's not that me and Todd aren't professional. No, we're not. It's just Todd's <laughs> the content creator, and as busy as I've been, Todd is also busy, so we didn't have time to prep for our marathon session today. So literally, the first two episodes might be winging it or so. We got another episode planned that's going to be an interview. That was going to be a piece of cake. And then yeah. the, the last episode or whatever is probably going to be another winging it 
which well let's uh you know we got that interview coming up with somebody who promotes freemasonry on the web do you want to talk about that no, let's talk about promoting freemasonry in general what is the what i mean i know ways we could we, we're supposed to promote freemasonry what we what what every mason does in life this is such a good topic because for those of you out there that listen to <coughs> other masonic podcasts not that other but other masonic podcasts <laughs> Every Masonic podcast that I have checked out at least has one consistent episode in all their series, and that is about Promoting. social media and Freemasonry. So, well, not so much that, but it's a you know, what brought men to Masonry back in the forties, fifties. There was no social media then. There was no social media because that was the place to be. You go past the lodge, you see all the old hot rods sitting out there. Like, what's going on over there at the old Water Buffalo Club? Yeah. My grandpa, how he got masonry yep. in the 70s. Uh, this was a little bit before Dukes of Hazard, a few years before Dukes of Hazard came out in 79. But my grandpa's exact words were Skinner. Skinner went in about a, two or three months before my grandpa did. So right. them two were best friends for their whole life. Right. But Skinner went in a couple months before my grandpa, and uh, he watched Skinner come out of the come out of the meeting one night, and he, grandpa just said, what do I got to do to get in the old boar's nest? So and I just thought that was cool because I was like, boar's nest, and Grandpa knew what I was talking about. He said, yeah, Duke's Hazard wasn't on TV yet. He said it was just a phrase. Yeah. But he said, what do I got to do to get in the old boar's nest? Everybody's always over here at the old boar's nest. Yeah, but That's you, where everybody wanted to be. Well, yeah, remember, houses were, they had a lot more kids back then, and houses were a lot smaller. Get out of the house for a couple hours. <laughs> Dad need to get out of the house. Go drink some coffee, play some cards, which right. still goes on today. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Don Dealer, he was a, he's my first uh, senior warden, I believe, my first year being master. He told me that was his, him and his wife's entertainment for the month. But they'd go, he'd go lodge, and the next week he, they'd go to Ethan Star. That's so, so double. That, that's what well, that was their you know that was their entertainment. That was their their night to go out and see people. Because, you know, back then, it was, he said it wasn't nothing to have at a star bean to have 75, 80, 80 people there. You know, you know, 40, 50 couples, you know. He said it wasn't nothing to have. You know, sometimes you have 100 show up for a stated, a stated meeting. But the, you got out, and they usually had music on afterwards and everything. They danced, they talked, and drank coffee, had dessert and everything. Had a good meal beforehand. That was their night out for the month. You know, they didn't travel as much back in here. Both people, if you travel to their lodge, that's kind of a big deal. Well, it ain't like today where you've got guys traveling two or three hours at a time. Right, you know. Or one guy traveling three hours away, finding the degrees canceled, and then deciding to travel another hour away (laughs) for for another degree. (laughs) Some dummy did that. God bless him. That was stupid. (laughs) I, I just, I can hear Jill in the background. Who is it? It's Jared from Lodge. What do you want? What do you want? And then you told her, and then you could hear her going, <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Drove up there three hours, hauling tail after I got off work, took a shower at work. Uh, you wanted me to go? Degrees like, canceled. Go, <laughs> Degrees canceled. Drove. Well, well, I'm already this far away. What's another 45 minutes to Terre Haute, Indiana? So well, let's just what go. What time did you get home that night? Uh, that was back when I was still at the factory and we didn't work Friday. So Thursday night, man, I could travel. I think I got back home about... 2 2 15 in the morning oh after being up at 4 30 thursday morning for working all day yeah. so probably about 2 2 15 
See, I did that at Howard Lodge, but it's only 20 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> I, up, I think I ended up just going back home. That's know. probably, that's probably in all honesty, I can look back on it now. That was November 2021. I'd only been back a month. Yeah. But I can look back at that as a, as a great night because oh, to yeah. me, that, that's what I've referenced in, in a lot of degree well, that, work. You missed me. I could have gave there. up. Yeah. I could have just turned around and came home. And I'm like, I know there's another degree 45 yeah. minutes away. I'm already this far. What's another 45 yeah, minutes? That's true. And I got there in this lodge, and I have it there in my cupboard, a coffee <laughs> mug they gave me for coming to their lodge. It was oh, yeah. their 150th. They waited when, when they got there, and then they heard the story. Everybody laughed, and they, they held back their degree work an extra 20 minutes Let because they're eat. like, let's let this poor brother get a meal. Look, and the one guy goes, looks like he's starving a little bit, yeah, huh? Yeah, so, he slipped down quite a bit yeah, up here. But uh, that was, I mean, I love that story. I tell oh, everybody, yeah. it's like, you could give it's, up. I could have turned oh, around yeah, and went home. came home and just said, hell, it stopped at Burger King or something <laughs> somewhere. Or some little truck stopped, got something to eat. So I drove another 45 minutes, ended up at Riley Lodge 390, which is just right outside of Terre Haute. I basically call it Terre Haute. <laughs> oh, you called me. Do you know where that? I'm like, dude, I don't know where any lodges are over there. Yeah, you're like, I've no ventured, I never ventured on that part of the state because that's <laughs> more the, that's Carolinas. north. That's central, northern, western Indiana, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, I mean, if, if I wasn't in Howard, Tipton, or uh, Hamilton County, you didn't really go further up past Kokomo, did you? You didn't I really. Went, I got the Peru, Peru, Miami Lodge up there in Peru, but that's about as far north as I went. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's funny. I mean, as far south as I went was Indianapolis, but you know, not very often. But usually, as you know, Noblesville Lodge, and then I got up. I got up that morning. <laughs> I get up that morning about 4.30, left the house for work at the factory at 5, had my bag all packed, showered in the small locker room at work, it's, it, and it wasn't as nice and big as the Wapaka locker rooms. This was a one-shower stall, uh, basically, and it, it was basically a walk-in closet with a shower in it, nice. inside the bathrooms, and uh, the type where you wear your Crocs in the shower type deal. Oh, yeah, deal. you got to. Yeah, washing all that factory off me. Get that fungus on you. And then I, I, I just I drove up there. It's canceled. Drove another five, 45 minutes. I was frustrated. I was... We called Phil to ask. Where I called Phil, and Phil goes, Phil goes, I, I got there in this lodge. We went to Jasonville Lodge. It was dark. And I'm like, I know I'm in the right spot. I'm like, maybe everybody's just a little bit late. I called Phil and talked to Brother Phil, our secretary, because he's involved in everything in the state of Indiana with oh, Masonry. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil goes, uh, Jared, that degree's been canceled. What that happened? And <laughs> Philip, Philip goes, please tell me you're not in Jasonville. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm right here. Right next to the thrift shop, next door to the lodge. He's like, uh, he goes, I think uh, Riley's still got theirs. He said, that's probably another 45 minutes to an hour away. And I looked at my wall. Well, my phone didn't wear a watch, and I'm like, I could probably make this, but it's going to be close. And then that's when I got in there, and I walked in, and I just the one guy goes, brother, you look like you've had some travels. I'm like, oh, let me tell you. Everybody, we're going to hold off about 20 minutes. This brother just drove through four hours, basically. three. You know, he, he got canceled on at the, uh, the other one. Just let's uh, let's give him a chance to eat. Well, it happened to me at Linville one time. I mean, they didn't, I, I forgot. I didn't know Linville was on Central Time. Yeah, Warwick County's an hour behind us. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I, so I I get home, I take a shower, I tell them, hey, well, hey, I'm going to Linville tonight. You know, they got you get there an hour early. Oh, I was an hour early, wasn't a soul there. <laughs> Secretary has I mean, the, the the junior ward cooking the meal hasn't even showed up yet. I'm the only car in the parking lot. I'm like, 
What the heck? So I look at my phone and said, what, you know, what uh, time zone is Linville, Indiana in? Central. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm an hour early. <laughs> so I sit there a little bit. I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here where my pulls in. I'm like, more. I'm like, well, this guy don't know what time it is. So I go drive around Boonville, and I drive around Linville, and I go, you know, that, that's before they had the Casey's there. All yeah. They, all they had was that old. The old the cupboard, the the, the uh, Indian-owned one. Yeah, the Indian-owned one. So I wasn't going to get anything good out of there you know, as far as to eat, you know. No, gas station food's not that good. So I, dro- I drove into Boonville, which Boonville's a lot farther away from Linville. Than I've, I've oh, thought. yeah, yeah. I mean, You're clear the other side. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Boonville about, for an outdoor degree, but I've never been in Boonville proper, basically. I'm like, holy crap, where, am I lost? Did, did I turn, make a wrong turn on to Boonville? And I ended up coming back, and uh, was about an hour, maybe about 6 o'clock, they started eating, and I walked in, they're like, like, oh, who are you? Oh, I think I've been here for like two hours now. <laughs> Just been driving around, wasting time. And, but I did a Howard Lodge one night, and it was on Tuesday, but they always meet on a Wednesday. I did not, I swore they had to, that was a Monday. Cause where they had degrees coming from Monday, drove up there and the, the lodge is full of people. All these like kids down there, like what the hell's going on here? So I, I walk up to the secretary's office, which is the second floor. It's all dark. Go up to the lodge hall, the third floor. It's all dark. I'm like, what the hell? So I call my buddy, who's a I think he's a junior warrior at the time there. I go, aren't you guys having degree work tonight? He goes, no, we're having it Wednesday. I'm like we always have it. I'm like what are all these people doing here? He goes, oh, that's the. I got make a wish thing or something like that. They, oh, they, I remember you telling me about this. Read, you went on on the, on the thing, and they they said they always they always read it. <laughs> so they always read on the on the uh, the first Monday of the month. I'm like, well, I, I pulled up, parking lot's full, lights are on, there's something going on. All right, I mean, it's the right day. Nope. <laughs> then people looking at you and just are like, oh no, hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm gonna walk upstairs real quick and talk to somebody. Come back down like holy crap, ain't nobody here. That's <laughs> 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 the only time I've ever done that. Like, anytime I always make sure call or read the schedule right. Like, okay, what's today? Day? Okay, yeah, they're they're going tonight. All right. Sometime, I want to go back to Tipton. All right. And when there's a degree, and I want me and you to go see a degree at your lodge. All right. And I know you know how to get a hold of all them people, and you get the emails that Michael Pettigrew sends out. So actually, I don't get mics anymore. So next time there's a degree coming up up there, and we can we can do it. I want to go up there. Just you know, you can introduce me to people. We can check out your lodge. I'm sure there's a Facebook page. I know there's one because Tim added me to one. Did he? Yeah, your our your friend Tim. Yeah, Tim Tim tags me and stuff in there. He added me to that group. I think before. Either he had me in that group before he found out we had a podcast. So Tim, if you're listening, let me and let me and Todd know when you got a degree going up there. And Todd's coming home for a degree, and I'm coming with him to check it out. I'm trying to think when they have one next, but I don't see anything on this page right now. But what's the what's the name of that lodge again? Austin 128. Austin 128. Yep. So here's a dumb question. You got all of them. I do. I I definitely am not the brains of this podcast. If the lot is there, like Speedway's lodge number five something five hundred, yeah. Is there really five hundred Masonic lodges in the state of Indiana? Then there, is that where, or where's the numbers coming from? Okay, like because I know you know about this. Vincennes is Vincent's number one, number one yeah. first lodge in the state of Indiana. Then you had all, you had all the first like six lodges 
I forget the names of them all. Vive, Blo uh, Blazing Star, Madison, something like that. But <coughs> then every lodge after that, found that after that, was given concorded numbers. It's like Irvington Lodge of Indianapolis was Irvington Lodge 666. I would not give any Masonic Lodge it was just not, as far that, as, those as far numbers. As goes, it's just a it's just a number. But but yeah, uh, but the lodges were just giving concordant number. Now the reason Speedway Speedway used to be a different number, but they applied to the Grand Lodge to be Speedway Lodge. I think it's how it worked to be Speedway Five Hundred Lodge because of Indianapolis Five Hundred. Well, that's what I okay. Yeah, that would now, make sense. I, I don't know if it was Evergreen Lodge or 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 Oriental Lodge. They were Five Hundred, and they merged together, closed down, something like that. They that number got. You know, put to the wayside, and then Speedway wanted to be called 500 for the number and everything. Which, t if you talk to Tim Poe or Jim Poe, they, they'll tell you a better story. Oh, that. I guarantee they would. Um, I don't know exactly what happened with that. I remember when it happened, but I don't remember I the whole story behind it. Which Green Lodge went up there, gave a new number, did a whole ceremony. It was a pretty neat thing right here, but but yeah, every lodge after charter is given a, a number, like uh, I forget what lodge is 129. I think it's. I don't know, but you know, I've I know where one twenty seven lodges at. I know one twenty nine lodges at. It's just, it's just. I've always wondered that. Cause it, it's just, they're so, it's so weird. Okay, there's three lodges in Dubois County. Yeah. We're Bethlehem Lodge five seventy four. Right. Jasper is Line Lodge seven hundred forty three. Yeah. Honeyburg is Dubois Lodge five twenty. Yeah, I remember uh, Line Lodge is still a fairly new lodge. It was found like in sixty four, I think. It's got to be older than that. No, like 1960s, I think, was that lodge was found. They don't have their chat, their star chapter anymore. Most of their right, star girls them. went to Bird's Eye. Right. In fact, of the three lodges in Dubois County, we're the only one with a star chapter. Yeah, and then, uh, but uh, I think Dubois had the, had the York, right? Yeah. And uh, Jasper has the... Uh, what the, What do you call it? The, so, the sword joiners? So it's like you said that's thing. the military thing, ain't it? Something like that. I think you had to be the military. Boy well, when they're a treasurer, is also the grand lecturer, and he's ex-military. I mean, he's going to be a driving military. force behind that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, every lodge, as, as they're chartered, they get the next number up. Hmm. I got Quincy Lodge up in Elwood. Um, there's basically the lodge after them was Burlington Lodge. I forget the numbers off the top of my head right now. It just that's what I was asking. I was like, Line Lodge is seven. Like, is there really 743 lodges in the state of Indiana? That's well, why. No, there's only like 400 of them, but there there has been as many charters as that. Well, what did we talk about in the last episode that you said? Uh, what was old boy talking about? Uh, I forget who you said mentioned it that we lost like 40,000. Oh, Gary Brindley. Brindley, Brindley yeah. That. Yeah. How we lost uh, 40,000 members in about 20 years. Right. Since, I forget what, I think 2005 or something like that, but I cannot find a degree for Austin Lodge, but whatever. Um, Tim, let us know. Todd's coming home for a degree and I'll come with him. <laughs> we can drop in on your mom say hi. Well, if we don't, she'll kill me. <laughs> I remember in grandkids, too. So, I finally figured out what we're doing with this episode. For you brothers that said that you like just hearing us talk and it just sounds like we're talking Freemasonry with we no are. microphones on, this is what this episode is. Yeah, the mix again. All right, Todd. Take it. Lead us somewhere. Um, Todd's like, I don't have nothing. I don't have anything right now. Um, let's talk about the Freemasonry in Du Bois County. It's awesome. 
Well, I mean, what? But what prominent religion is in Dubois County? What prominent religion? Yeah, uh, Christianity slash Catholicism. They're basically the same religion. Okay, so we got more Catholics in this county than we got anything else. Well, yeah, and we know that both the Catholic Church doesn't really want their their members becoming Masons. Although the although the biggest, most beautiful church I think I've seen, and I've never been inside, is the new Christian church that's out there by the REC building. Yeah, by the bypass going yeah, to Rural King. Talking about the, uh, rede- not rede- the redemption. Redemption, yeah. yeah. That is it's a nice place. That is huge. Yeah. Freaking and they got huge. a lot of members. A lot of people left their churches to go to that church, which I don't know what to do out there. I don't believe in I like the traditional way of doing stuff. I've been to those uh, you know, newer churches, I guess you call them. Not my thing. But that's okay. You know, I don't really want to make this a whole debate about religion, but I will say this. One thing I I did like well no yeah well one thing I did like that I so like I was baptized Catholic and you always hear about Masons and Catholicism I don't give a hoot and a half about that hoot nanny what I'm what I'm getting at though is that the differences between Christianity and Catholicism are actually so minute that they're often labeled as the same religion and and basically they are yeah they are Uh, but what I like about going to a Christian church which I've said in versus going to a Catholic church is just simply the way we're taught whereas in in a Christian church you pick up the Bible or you have a Bible with you you go through it in a Catholic church You've got the missalette and the hymnals all there, and there's already passages selected for you. Mm-hmm. I never liked that. Not saying anything against mm-hmm. it, it's how I was raised, but when you I go to a Christian like church, <laughs> you've got the whole Bible right there in your hands, bro. Right. Like well, you take your Bible. Well, yeah, church. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. It's just, uh, and and I would get more out of the sermons from a Christian church than I would a cat. Obviously, I'm always going to pick going to a Catholic church. If I mean, honestly, I need to start going back, and I've been thinking about going back a lot because I need that in my life right now. Oh, yeah. But uh, I did like I got more out of the sermons in a Christian in a Christian church, like a Baptist or just Christian, just a regular Christian church because it was it was always I think it was the presentation overall. Okay. Why do people like pro wrestling? Most of the time, it's not for the competition; no, it's for the presentation for, of it, for the show, for the show of it. Where in a Christian church, it's more. It's sometimes it's more of an ooh rah ooh rah, but they it's a nice rock, presentation. They got bands up on stage, and yeah. they got lights and big screen TVs, and which to me, I, I, that doesn't do anything for. I don't, I don't like that person. My sister went to one for a while like that, where the the preacher would walk around with tennis balls and you fall asleep, he throw a tennis ball at you. Like, well, I don't really think that's. <laughs> if I'm gonna sleep, I'm gonna sleep. I don't think that's okay, but. but, then, but I just I don't know I like I like the structure of the Catholic Church. I like the in and out within forty five minutes to an hour. You know you know. And you married into a Catholic family down here. Oh my god! This yeah. whole area you married into a big big Catholic family, a yeah. big family in this area who's a big Catholic oh, family. Yeah. So I when you told me that I would I was surprised when it's like you guys aren't the type that's in church every Sunday morning. We're not. No, we're just tired. <laughs> we don't want to get up in the morning. <laughs> My wife does go, you know, a lot more than I do and everything. But you're a you're a creeter. Yeah, I'm a creaster. A creaster. That a is creaster. the that is the coolest. And Easter. Cool. That and my dad. Okay, my dad. Like my my dad was. Uh, so I, you know where our lodge sits, right? And if you're sitting, how I always back into my spot by yeah. the door. If you look forward at the road. 
at the end of our driveway, off to the left is that weird looking little house. Yeah. That used to be a Westland church. When oh, my that, dad that was a house right there. Yeah, yeah. When my dad was a kid. That's still not a church? No, somebody bought it and uh converted it into a home oh, about okay. twenty five years ago, maybe. I was I was uh I was in my I was probably like ten or eleven. Somebody bought it, turned it into a, a, a house. It used to be a church. Well, before that church that was the house that's now a church or whatever, church vice versa, yeah, it was another church there that had burnt to the ground when my dad was a kid. He used to go to that church, Wesleyan. Well, my dad married into a very Catholic family, uh, which you've been living down here 10 years now. You know when you go through Schnellville, that is the most Catholic area of all of really? Dubois County. Yeah. The Schnellville Church, that little community of well, Schnellville. That and everybody in town is Latham Schnell. <laughs> it's a it's Schnell Betts or Huffman. That's what it is. My mom was a Huffman. Uh, my mom used to want my dad to go to church all the time, and he goes, no. He goes, I go on Christmas and Easter. And the it's one. just I don't know why I keep bringing that. It's just funny you, you call it a creeder. A creeder. I've never heard that. A creaster. Sorry. Creaster. I keep saying creeder. A creaster. Wow, how do we have listeners? How do I'm telling you the reason the downloads keep ticking is not the content. They're like, listen to what it's, these idiots say. It's a comedy. <laughs> We are we're yeah, catching we're, fire, we're in the crowd. catching fire, and we got some listeners but, hoping. I hope these like guys I, catch on fire. But like I said, you know, promoting Freemasonry in a basically it's a Catholic dominant area, it's pretty rough down here. In all reality, you don't want to ruffle too many feathers. Where because uh, I heard back in the Ireland, uh, the little town of Ireland out there had a Masonic lodge. Ireland, Indiana, they did. Uh, and he had a governor or something like that raised out there one night or something like that. It had a big paper. Charlie article. Wiseman was telling me a story about that line lodge one night, yeah. something about that. Well, he he doesn't know for sure. I talked to him about it, too. And he said, I think, why that lodge closed down? He said, I think the church has something to do with that. Because Ireland said that. And Catholic. you know the funniest point? Charlie's family's Catholic, too. Are they really? I, I think they are. I, I think they are. Yeah, I'm not sure. Wrong. But I'm just saying, promoting Freemasonry in this area. As, as, come on, there's 50,000, 52,000 people in Dubois County, I think. Something like that. Jasper's got a population of like twenty to 25,000. So, I mean, all total throughout all Dubois County. Probably, yeah. All, all little birds and everything. Probably. So, I think it's 52,000. 50, 50, I'd say 50, 60,000. Somewhere <laughs> in there. I'd say probably 38,000 of them a Catholic church. And, you know, if we're going to stay talking about this Masonic mix and this religion kind of based episode. Well, uh, what is he talking about promoting? Well,. It, it, I've always wondered why it's taboo or supposed to be taboo for uh, Catholicism and Freemasonry. Where I'm going with this is I remember when I signed my petition. Uh, and again, I went through my grandpa. I didn't want to go through my dad. My dad wasn't as active at that point. My dad hasn't really been active since like 97, 98. So I was like 10 or 11 when my dad kind of stopped being active. Like high school. Yeah. So, yeah, I was 10 or 11, 97, 98. My dad stopped being so active in masonry. Uh, but plus, it was my grandpa. You know, it's just, it was my hero. I wanted to go with him. Now, when I got active, my dad picked up his books and he went to all my degrees and he studied with me. Uh, but it was still, it was me and my grandpa's thing. I went through him, and I remember when I signed the petition, I looked at my grandpa. This is a true story. I looked at my grandpa. My dad's family, you know, 
were you know well kind of you know my my grandpa was more of a christian it was the wesleyan thing was more my grandma and her parents right but i looked at my grandpa and i you know coming from a catholic family where my mom how my mom raised me my mom had already my mom had been gone three months she'd passed away when i (laughs) signed my petition i said grandpa am i allowed to do this and he said why of course you would i said well i said i'm a catholic i said isn't there a real grandpa goes that's just a bunch of nonsense put in people's heads. He said, don't even worry about that. He said, if you want to do this, sign it. He said, if not, that's okay, too. Yeah. I know. Uh, and it, I signed it's, it. It's not so much the Masons have no, no part, they have no ill will toward the Catholics. It's no, not, none, none whatsoever. It's only been the Catholics and have, you know, they said, Catholic men cannot be Masons. And there's a papal bull, I think that's what it's called out there for like... A papal offense. I'm telling you right now, if that's the God honest truth in God's eyes that Catholics can't be a Mason, then I guess we're just all doomed, but you know well, what? No, I mean, it's just, I think it's a... Here's why I don't think it is. I think it's... The Catholic didn't want their members mingling with other religions. With the Jews, the Muslims, the whatever out there. And Newsflash, bro, and you're going to agree. If you're a good person, good people are going to tend to get, exactly. you know, together. Anyways. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's one. I think that's probably one. Not, not the thing, but probably the one thing. I've sent lodge with Muslims before. Yeah, and I know you. Well, obviously, you, where you was at up there in that Indianapolis-type area mm-hmm. environment where there's, uh, it's a whole Heinz 57 bottle of ethnicity up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's easy to mix, but me personally, I've only encountered that twice in my life. Besides big events like Founders Day or right. Grand Lodge, you know, right. I've sat in lodge with, um, uh, and you know what? They're some of the sharpest, wittiest, nicest most people. nicest people, and they know ritual. Oh yeah, and well, uh, they're no different from me and you. And they're no different from they're me and you. I look at them just the same as I look at you. Like just I've another never, brother. I've never seen why. I mean, as far as race and anything, I mean, yeah, I mean. Most of my family, I don't know if I can go there, but but I've, just, I've never seen any problem with sitting and talking to anybody about anything. You know, the, you know the stuff they're teaching my daughter and your daughter in school now? I have no idea. Did I tell, well, you know, Ava's what, fourth grader? Fifth. Fourth no, grade. Fourth grade, fourth grader. Yeah, yeah Briley's third grader. That's right. So, Briley, last year. I just sent a check in. I don't even know <laughs> Last year. At Christmas time, Briley was talking. We were at my aunt's house for a get together, or I guess it'd been two years ago. It was Christmas. It was the 2022 Christmas, 2021, excuse me. A couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. And Briley had said something, and my dad, of all people, goes, What did you just say? <laughs> and Briley goes, We're all human beings. Do you know how dumb people were? And I said, What do you mean, dumb? She goes, Back in the old days, Dad, like when you were born in the 60s, she looked at me. Yeah, I was born in 87. She said, you know, Dad, when you were born in the 60s, she said, they used to make people drink at different water fountains just because their skin was a different color than mine. She goes, that's just dumb. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of her. She's a third grade. But they're already learning about that stuff now. In third grade, we didn't get that kind of stuff till we were in like six. Junior oh, high, we did mine. That was cool. I didn't. We didn't get a lot of experience with that till yeah. we were in like junior high. Yeah, we. Well, we, I mean, you knew about it. We talked about. It. I mean, you know, because made our history like elementary history class. We talked about civil rights. But, you know, February Black History Month, and everything. History would be about you know Rosa Parks and the civil rights movement and blah blah, blah all that stuff. You just we, that's something we learned. I mean, 
It's just crazy. I'm proud. I was so proud of her though. Yeah. She was like, "That's just dumb. You can't drink the same fountain I got because your skin's different than mine." She she goes, "That's just dumb." She goes, "I would have told all those people they're just being mean." Well, it's mean, like the innocence of a child. I know. You're being mean. It's like how many uh, how many grandmothers now recognize the Prince Hall lodges in their state? Dude, Mostly all of them. Do I now. was thinking about Prince Hall the other day. You know what I would like us to do? Go to Prince Hall Lodge. Get somebody from Prince Hall on the show. Well, I could probably do that. If there's any brothers out there that are members of Prince Hall Lodge, hook us up. Shout out to us personally on our Facebook. If you know us, hit the Facebook page here. Hit us up. I would like to do an interview with Prince Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get a hold of Jimmy. I forgot. We just talked about him the other night. Jimmy. From uh, the Widow Sons. Oh, the yeah. founding member of the... Uh, I Charter think little up Jimmy there. from our tree. Little Jimmy. <laughs> it is it is Royal Rumble night. It is January twenty seventh, I think, or the twenty eighth, whatever 28th, it is. Yeah. It is Royal Rumble night. So uh this has been a great episode, really. Yeah, uh hey, went all over the place, but remember remember our running joke. I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld's a show about nothing. And this episode was a about everything. Show about nothing. <laughs> it's a cluster is what it was. But you know what? For those people out there that say that they like, and and I've I've heard more people say that than just the guy that we met at Founders Day too. Oh, uh, Keith. Uh, there's a lot of people like it. Just seems like you guys are just sitting across the table, just talking to each other without any mics. <laughs> and we basically are. Most of the time, I'm playing on my phone while Todd's talking. Or yeah, and I'm usually mumbling my way through it. <laughs> um. How long have we been going so far? This one's a 57-minute episode. So yeah, about an hour into it. But but just one more thing. But you know, like I've been trying. I've been trying to talk about you know uh, promoting Freemasonry in the Catholic dominant area. But you keep. Going I'm sorry. Stories. I'm not going to interrupt no more after this last time. <laughs> go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, and I'll look for something to read at closing. I doubt it. But but I always wonder. I mean, that's a big thing for me up here. Is, you know, being in something. You know, inferred in mean, the Catholic dominant town it is. Is you know who do you, who do I talk to you about if I if, talk about Freemasonry with? Who wants to join stuff like that? I mean, not something because of casual conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there is sometimes I mean, you will get that immediate pushback, and you will get somebody. Oh, that's a bunch of Dell worshippers. I mean, and I'm not going to argue with them. The unfortunately, the older generation yeah. usually the no everybody who knows me pretty knows I'm a Freemason. I wear the hat, I wear rings, shirts, or whatever. But most of them don't even know what it is. Never even heard of it before. But my father-in-law, my, my wife, and her family had no idea what Freemasonry even was until they met me. And now they're still not really sure. <laughs> but that's that's my that's always been my big gripe with. You hear that too? Yeah, that's my work phone. Okay, it's it's laying out somewhere. This is non-working hours. That's ESPN. <laughs> At least I'm not going crazy. Riot was watching. Uh, Coca Melon this morning. Oh, I hate that show. Well, she's four. Every once in a while, she's in the mood for Coca Melon. Mostly, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a becoming a, how I told you, Bentley and Briley like to watch YouTube videos of kids just playing video games yeah. instead of actually playing the games. Riot at I don't four like now. Call of Duty. That's kind of cool watching guys Call of Duty. <laughs> Riot Grace at four years old now likes to watch videos of kids playing with Barbie dolls. Oh, and yeah. then it's like a full blown storyline yeah, and Ava went through that too. Yeah, so that's that's oh, yeah. that's what that was. I forgot that phone was out there. Continue. But you know 
I'm still trying to figure out how to bring Freemasonry up in everyday conversation. You know, and I got the I got my buddy at work. He wants to join, which he'll be on the episode, you know, here in the future, and stuff like that. But just what else can we do to promote without you know do the online presence and stuff like that? What did they do back in the day? To was it just because the lodges are so full and active all the time? I mean, do we have to be have to have a really active lodge? I mean. Because me and you talked about having, having events at Lodge, like the, the Banks Only Fishing Tournament, the Movie Nights, Cornhole Tournaments. The fishing tournament was Todd's idea, and I ripped that off on the last episode to try to push it. It's yeah, mine. no kidding. But it's actually Todd's idea. A lot of my ideas get ripped off. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think about having a fish tournament, and you know what's the most expensive part about fishing? It's a boat. It's the boat. Yeah, but if you can just fish off the bank, you make it everybody equal. It's the boatless tournament. It's a you know banks only fish tournament. Which I thought would be you check in, you check in a certain time, come back like a fish tournament. You got eight hours to fish or however many hours you want. You know you set time up for. Be back, be back at this time. You you weigh in to see who wins this damn thing. But I think it'd be a great thing. But you know, you think we, you know, I think our lodge does need to do more fellowship nights. Just just the guys that bring the wives out for a you know, I don't know about I don't want to do that, but. <laughs> You know, bring the wives out just for a dinner, maybe a little dancing. I don't know if you like to dance or not, but but I mean, I think that's what brought that's what brought the guys back in the day. Is that lodges were pretty active with fellowship nights and uh, card nights, and then a lot of degree work back in the day too. A lot of degree work, yeah. I bet. I bet it's crazy back in the day with degree work. You got to remember, a lot of lodges didn't meet in the summertime. I got one lot I talked about in Ohio that raised over like 500-something guys in one year. I mean, can you imagine how hot the laundry were back in the 50s with no air conditioning? 40s and 50s? With no air conditioning in there? And had all them bodies in there? Oh, man, I bet. They wore deodorant back in the day, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the old... The old uh, Old Spice, one of their infamous taglines, like back in the early 2000s. This is for the original Old Spice that would burn the shit out of your arms when you put it on. You know, every one of you out there knows what I'm oh, talking about. The, the odor that burned your arms. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, original yeah. Old Spice that, that like our generation, you know, people in the their gel, 20s, 30s, and 40s could the get. Gel deodorant. Yeah, the old school Old Spice roll on that you would put on that would burn your arms. The tagline. <laughs> And I challenge you to find it through Google. I know you can find a picture of it. One of their taglines was like the funniest thing ever. It was like, original Old Spice, if your grandpa didn't wear it, you wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And and man, that stuff would burn when you put it on. I bought it one time. I never bought it again. I never did either. I was like, wow. Why don't something that hurts that bad? I will guarantee you it's going to kill everything you got that's emitting a yeah. smell as much as it burned everything. Burn the hair off. I know that. Oh, man. You put on, I used to put it on to football games. Oh, man, your arms are already red from the straps and everything. And, you know, running around, you're all sweaty. You get a nice kind of lukewarm shower in a busy locker room. And you put that deodorant on. I was like, holy crap, it hurts. <laughs> So let's wrap this thing up. Okay, we're gonna wrap else. this up with a little, uh, with a small few minutes story, if I can have everybody's attention. 
This is uh, another great thing I found. Once again, I want to shout out where I get a lot of our stuff from, uh, a lot of our Masonic education and the stories and poems and everything. There is uh, there is four sites that I use quite a bit, five sites. Uh, MasterMason.com, MasonicShop.com, my personal favorite, MasonicWorld.com, uh, Grand Lodge of California. You could also throw in like the Grand Lodge of Ontario out of Toronto, Canada. They have some good stuff. And then finally, uh, Freemason.com as well. But this article comes to us from MasterMason.com. This came from, uh, it, it's dated Royal Arch Mason, spring of 1977 by an ex-grand officer from the state of Ohio. And it's called Mommy, Is That Man a Mason? And I read this story last night. It's about a two-minute read, and I'm going to share it with you tonight. It just It's just one of those kind of feel-good moments, make-you-think moments. Because as I said, I believe we should be at least starting or ending every episode or sometimes both with just a little bit of something. And this is always a point of reference for us to go to if we get stuck during an episode because me and Todd are not professionals by no means. Uh, So anyways, here we go. Uh, A couple months ago, my five-year-old granddaughter was in the front yard jumping rope with her sister. The one end of the rope was tied to a tree, the other end in the hands of her sister being twirled. My granddaughter was jumping when suddenly the rope had become tangled. Just then, a retired neighbor from the next street came walking by. Seeing how my granddaughters were in trouble, he stopped to help untangle the rope and retied it for them properly. He then took a hold of the other end and spent several minutes showing them how to properly twirl a rope to avoid it getting tangled. My granddaughter then thanked him. His answer to her was, Honey... You don't have to thank me. It was my duty. After which he continued walking down the street. My granddaughter went into the house after this and asked her mother, Mommy, is that man a Mason? The mother smiled and said, Yes, honey, that man was a Mason. They say that out of the mouth of babes come words of wisdom. That same man was a senior warden 30 years ago when I was raised a master Mason. Although, due to ill health, he had not attended lodge in the last few years. He still remembered his obligations. When he was active, this man inspired me enough that I vowed to myself that someday I would become master of the lodge. Due to my work for 20 years, I was unable to fulfill that vow I made. But in the last few years, I have been privileged to serve as the master, high priest, and now a generalissimo of my commander of my commandery. I am hoping to serve as commander next year. As such, I have often heard, quote, Why is attendance in all bodies on the decline? Well, we strive for perfection in our lodge ritual work, but do we, as Masons, let our light shine before men that they may see our good works? The Mason of whom I have spoken, although unable to attend lodge, was able to impress a simple five-year-old girl. Can we not learn from this event that our everyday lives in lodge, work, and the home are what it's all about? My little granddaughter has seen me rush home from work, dress up, and hurry to lodge. The night I was installed as master, she gave me a worshipful master's pin to wear on my lapel. She may be only five, but she seems to know what masonry is about. I ask each of you now, as we come to the close of this article, 
During your lifetime, how many times has the question been asked about you by your neighbors, adults, and children alike, is that man a mason? Earlier this evening, we gave this man that I had referenced at the beginning of this article a Masonic burial service. I then related this event to his widow, family, and the entire everyone in attendance. Upon returning home, I asked myself, how many times has this man led his light before other than that? Let his lines shine before that they could see his good work. Excuse me. He served as Wellington Lodge Master and was a high priest of Wellington's chapter during the year of 1947. This man's name was Lloyd Irish. Good little, good little uh, oh, yeah. piece there. So I'm saying I love these websites. <laughs> so uh, this was a, this was feels. this was a fun episode. Oh yeah. Uh, this was basically just us sitting around talking masonry, which just seems to be a big hit. Could be another Masonic mix. That's always my go-to when we don't really have a set theme. Yep. Uh, this is episode one. Uh, Todd and I are going to fill the uh, the audio bank for the next few weeks because uh, it'll be most likely sometime in March before we can get together to record again. So we're going to bang out about five episodes or so. It might be February. Man, well, we'll see. We still got one in the can from the other night, yeah. That's true. I see. I see our guests. We can't give away any names yet. I've got. No, a, no, I'm just checking to see what times were. Okay. Available. Okay. All right. So for uh, Todd, you got anything in closing? No. Go out there and spread free mystery. Spread the light, brothers. All right. So for brother Todd Whaley, I'm brother Jared Atkins. Uh, thanks for lo- like, share. Subscribe. Subscribe, review, put the word out, tell your friends, listen to these idiots, laugh at us, because as long as you're laughing at us, it's still tracking downloads. That's right. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.